But in getting angry, it is nobody's fault. And that's the most part, important part of it. So it's not the Indian people's fault. It's not the bank's fault. It's ultimately nobody's fault. It's like blaming the rain or blaming the wind. It's something that's a happening and it's an endless, um, endless amount of causes and effects. Like in a bizarre way, when you're speaking on the phone to the Indian people in, um, about your banking, like that has taken the whole of universe to, um, for that to happen. That's taken everything that's ever happened, the dinosaurs, the Big Bang, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, the person that invented money, the person that invented loaning and banks, has taken everything in order for that to happen. There's no independent action, so they're not wrong, ultimately. But it's very important on the human level that you don't mistake that and try to live by that and try not to feel anger by saying, oh, well, there is nobody and this is an endless cause. This is an endless succession of events, so therefore I don't experience anger. As a human, if anger comes up, then that's what's got to be expressed. What falls away is the one that's trying to be something in time. So therefore it just comes the way it is. So like Khaleesi, dare I move my phone. When she gets angry, she just is angry. Aren't you, sweetie? You're just angry. You're angry. I see a puppy. It's a pup. That's a puppy. It's a puppy bit of pup. Are you showing me your vagina? Yep. Yep, very nice. Very nice for all these people to see. So um, it's not about not being angry. When Khaleesi is angry, she just is angry 100%. We often want to behave enlightened, and it's not about behaving enlightened. But it's not about being nasty. That's not what I'm talking about either. It's about coming back to the innate feeling that's there. And in a way, when you're truly yourself, then you'll let the world be truly itself but not from a nastiness. Now, and what I mean by a nastiness is when um, you're doing something to obtain power over another or to hurt another um, through time. So you're responding to a story through time. I just mean the bare essentials when you come back to the expression in this moment so there's just anger arising but that's really hard to explain the differences to explain the difference between a natural anger and um, an anger that comes from you the anger that comes from you will feel like hatred in a way and it will want to hurt the other in some way and dominate the other whereas anger actually kind of also feels like love but with this intense angry energy but it comes from love. You're not meaning to hurt someone. And you're kind of over it quickly. Um, but we hear non-duality and we try to act non-dual. But the person's meant to act like a person. That's what it is. Like the dog's meant to act like a dog. You know, it would be terrible if Khaleesi got the idea of non-duality and then tried to be a non-dual dog. And the human is always going to be an animal that moves towards pleasure. It's never going to go beyond that. We hope that we'll go beyond that because we see that as evil, but we don't see the tree growing up towards the sunlight as evil. And that's the same as the human moving towards pleasure. We have pleasures when things are normally good for us or it's something the body needs. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. We get into the mentality that pleasure is evil or the person is selfish for wanting pleasure or bad. And so we play all these weird games pretending we're not after pleasure. Which isn't it. So this is really a celebration of being human, not a rejection of being human. The celebration of it. This is what it's about. So, um, somebody asked, if we have no free will, why is our life only slavery? Um, I don't know what you mean by that. Is this the most major mechanism, the contraction that comes after 
an idea to change the present moment and then the belief that says to get rid of the contraction you need to get to the end of the idea but in reality what we want is for the contraction to stop yeah and basically it's just coming back to the initial expression so there is no right or wrong expression but it's coming back to the initial one so what's actually happening in this moment and that initial expression arises from no place he arises spontaneously from that mystery from home from god so basically it's not you can't you can't really say that it's being in the present moment because who would be in the present moment but it's coming back to what's actually happening and then everything arising from that place from that mystery and then everything comes from this love this innocence even if it's anger that comes up when it belongs to you it goes through a filter where you're trying to maintain perpetual pleasure and avoid any pain and you hate anything which takes away that pleasure from you and you reject anything that takes that pleasure from you. So another way of saying it that's maybe less intellectual, but everything that you say is wrong, is that you've got to act from the heart, like it's coming back to the heart. But we think that that's us that acts from the heart, but it's actually coming back to what you truly are, which is this moment, which is this expression, and acting from that. But it's not, that's not somebody's job. That's the big confusion because you and time go together. So in this moment, there is no you that can act from the heart. There just is heart acting. There just is love acting. Or there just is no one and no place acting. And the current traction... Um, the contraction comes from always acting from this place in time, always acting from being someone. So that's where the contraction comes from. Because when you act in time, so when you're always trying to fulfill yourself by pleasure, it's like you're, you feel like you are in the centre of this body, like somebody's here. And there's a contraction here, like you're here in relationship with the world but actually there is only world happening where is this you that's sitting in the chair there is physical sensations happening but that doesn't imply a you but your mind is always imagining a you there so therefore it makes it feel like there's a you there so therefore everything that's happening is happening to you and this is where suffering starts Like your self-image is the most utmost important thing and you get obsessed with your self-image and maintaining your self-image and being someone and maintaining pleasure and avoiding pain. And this is why the mind then overthinks and then there's this constant dialogue that's happening at the same time. Hi, Lisa Cairns. Hello. I cannot read your name. It is in Greek, I think. Hi, Lisa. Thought... There wasn't going to be a stream today. Glad there is. Yes. Yes. Me too at one point, I'm going to say. But me and Dimitri persevered. Dear Lisa, please guide me. How can I be more open, courageous and express myself? I feel a bit of discomfort in the middle of my upper chest. So basically, it's a, this is for Sultan. Sultan. Is that name? Okay. This is <laughs> this is for Sultan. Um, uh, it's not that you've got to be more open and courageous and express yourself. It's that there's got to be total honesty. So coming back to this moment, and this is totally accepting yourself for what you are, like in the human form not trying to be something else than what you are but it's not actually your act of it you don't have to accept yourself it's just this um constant um investigation as to what you believe yourself to be and just being honest the, the reason that the separation and the illusion begun is because we don't want to admit what we are, which is on the human form, an animal, which is self-interested. And it's 
trying to obtain pleasure and avoid pain. When the separation happens, then the achievement of pleasure becomes completion. You're looking for wholeness in that um, achievement of pleasure. And this is when the suffering begins. But even if you take away that suffering, we want to believe, because that's what's more pleasurable to us, that we're God-like creatures, that we're above um, evolution or survival of the fittest. We don't want to believe they're an animal because we don't want to believe that we're self-interested or that we want a bigger slice of cake than the neighbour. We want to believe other things about us because that brings us more pleasure. And we don't want to feel any pain, so we don't want to admit our feelings and our sensations. So we're always in denial of it. Um, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with being human. There's nothing wrong with the emotions, with the reactions, with the being self-interest. That's part of looking through these instruments. And all our police is, the tree is. Like everything is self-interested. Um, the freedom comes when it sees that's not who you are and that love that you seek, seek for in human form, that perfection that you seek for in human form is your nature. And in a way you could say it's total forgiveness, like, like a total acceptance that this animal is not a godlike creature that you're hoping it is. And when I mean a godlike creature, I mean like you hope... And we've been taught that we've got to be these perfect, compassionate beings and that we've got to never feel anger and that we've got to shit rainbows. I mean, and never fart. We've got to be these perfect things. And um, and this is impossible. You know, these budget bodies are subject to growth, um, birth, growth and death, just like all others. And it's never going to be perfect. And it's always going to be self-interested. This, I think, is the most painful part of waking up, or one of the most painful parts, is realising that there isn't that saviour in the human form. You know, we believe it is with Christianity and Jesus and the Buddha and gurus that the saviour is in the human form and that we can find God in the human form. But actually, God is where everything comes from and it's in this moment. It's like the hidden secret it's so beautiful, but you've got to stop looking for it in things, particularly the human, and demonising the human, like we feel so hurt and let down when we realise that our parents are self-interested, that our friends are self-interested, like, but they should have been here for us, that should be complete unconditional love, the human can't unconditionally love, that's your nature, and the human will be will change when awakening happens it won't be as self-centered and it won't be so desperately looking for pleasures because those pleasures no longer complete it it's a functioning that happens so basically this is all about being honest but not you being honest what seems to happen in the you is a constant investigation into the dynamics I'm not this God that I like to pretend I am to everybody. I'm not the bad person that I like to pretend, or I'm not the guilty person. I am what I am in this moment. I am that I am, which is spontaneously appearing from such beauty, from infinity. Well, so this is a nice comment by Nick, and I totally agree, Nick. Lisa, just listening to you while I wash up, I would not tell people to stop looking for it in things, people, etc. I would encourage people to do that because that, in my opinion, of course, is the best way for people to realise that it isn't ever going to be found in the other, etc. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I totally agree, Nick. I think that's really um, beautiful. And I think that people should look for it in things until they realise that it's not in the things. But I understand that that's really confusing by what I said but I'm just trying to point it out I'm not actually trying to give instruction but I totally agree people should really go for it if you think it's in money go for it if you think it's in the lover go for it sitting at home and trying to not experience these things is never going to work so I totally agree 
Um, you've, you've kind of touched already on what I wanted to talk about, um, but it has to do with feeling those what so-called negative emotions. Yeah. They come up, the situation comes up, and then I get so wrapped up in the head and the thinking, even though there's something that I also know that they're there, it's this mix, and I'm not sure... Um, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the the one emotion was jealousy, and another one was bored, uh, frustration, wanting things to be different. Um, and then the thinking just kept getting going on and on and on. And well, it should be like this, and I should do this, and they should that, and blah blah blah. And then I'd notice, well, I know it's a seeking energy. My chin would be jutting forward so badly that I'd even have a headache. Um, but it wouldn't go, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I could go to the body, but then it went right back to the head. Yeah. Um, well, with these things, they're never quick fixes. So it's never going to be like you just put your attention. Um, my favorite way of doing it when you have a really intense emotion is to go and speak it out. Because if you don't speak it out, you won't be able to... The, the person won't be able to put the attention in the body for very long because it'll keep going back up to the stories. So the way that I do it, or, or the way that I used to do it, is, and what I show people um, often in one-to-one -one sessions, is speaking it out. But it's really hard for me to show it to you without you doing it, um, which you most probably don't want to do in front of <laughs> 112 people. <laughs> um <laughs> So it's really hard to to um, to point it out unless you're willing to say in front of everyone all your deep down thoughts. Um, I could try and do an example for you, but it's really hard because I have to make it up, like it's not true what I'm doing. I could, I mean, none of what I have going on is that that horrible that it wouldn't matter if. Others heard. I mean, I guess we could see. But it's not. It's not actually that level that I'll guide you to. I'll guide you down deeper than that level, which might be um, hard to do in front of other people. But if you're game, then we can have a go. Well, let's. Shall we see? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, we can see. Yeah. If it gets too ugly, then we'll say we'll time out. Yeah. <laughs> so just if you if it gets too much, then just say. Um, that you don't want to do anymore um, okay. and um, and we'll just stop and that's totally okay because you know sometimes there's not things and there's things also I don't like to share with everyone okay. like there's also things okay. <laughs> so it's not that you're bad or wrong or non-enlightened or anything for not wanting to share things um, okay. so um, so basically if you just shut your eyes the problem, the other thing is, is do you have that emotion now? Do you I have... probably bring out the jealous one. Okay, maybe. so you go for the jealousy one. So if you just shut your eyes and go to the jealousy one. So just bring up the story again and what it is that really gets you. And whereabouts do you feel that in the body? In my throat. Yeah. So what in this ex exercise is about is letting it come up to the max. This is, you know, normally you're taught that you've got to not feel it or push it away or even in spirituality it's kind of going beyond the feeling. But this one is we're going to bring it up to the max. So this one, this time it's totally welcome. This isn't about trying to feel it and get rid of it. This is really about letting it come out to its worst possible degree. So if you just put your attention in the throat and what what is it that you're really jealous or angry about? It, well, one, it's shifting to my stomach. And then there uh, probably, I even say that um, there's not enough room. There's things should be going differently. Other people shouldn't have things that I, they have that I don't. Um, I should have been invited. Okay, but I want you to go up a level now. So when I say up a level, I mean become more fickle. Now, obviously, this is a little bit fake because you've got such a deeper understanding of yourself and there's so many different levels that you could reflect and see it on. But just do the fake 
like the more higher level. So if you can imagine the person that you're particularly angry with and just okay. tell them how angry you are and don't try and be spiritual or nice about it. Just be a total asshole. Say what you really like to say in your worst moments. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, interestingly, that's the part that's probably um, the skipped over part. Yeah. I'm more willing to go to the deeper level than to actually say it out loud. Yeah. This is why I was like, it's because, and the reason is, is because we don't want to see that ugly side of ourselves, And so therefore... Yeah. Therefore, it sometimes is easier to do the more high intellectual concepts in a way or to go to a deeper level and see that the jealousy is not true. But really what you've got to do, and you can do this by yourself, is actually really get to know what you're feeling and really allow yourself to be angry with them. Not act it out with them in any way. Do this by yourself in a private room, but really see what's there and actually allow, and this might be the first time in your life, but really allow yourself to hate someone. And I know this sounds like the worst thing possible, but it's the suppression of that hatred. It's not being allowed to feel angry with someone that keeps it in sync. Like it's, and I know that you understand deeper than that and you understand the human, but you just have to go back to being fake. Just let it out because it's that part of us that we've oppressed for so many years. And so we felt this hatred towards people. And even in spirituality or in meditation or the, the, um, like deeper understanding or therapy of ourself, we, we still go to the higher explanation rather than the basic instinctual, I hate you. Da, 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 da. And if you could do that with me, so this is what I do with people often in one-to-one sessions, once you can do the more fickle level, or then, then what we do is we then switch it over to the anger towards God because actually all of these problems come towards feeling rejected from wholeness. But it's, it's like you've got to get in contact with that anger and let it come out of your body. It's so much easier to go to the deeper. And it's great that you've done the deeper and you've really understood the deeper and you've gone to the deeper feelings. But there also has to be the fickleness and like and just really shouting it out. Like you can go to your room and like really shout it out as if you're saying it and really understand. And the more that you understand that you have this in you, the more compassion you'll feel for others. Ah. Because when you understand that you're not perfect or any better or worse than anyone else, and you really understand the human functioning and what it is when separation happens, then you have ultimate compassion for anybody, for a murderer, for for somebody that kills someone out of jealousy. But we're so afraid of it because, you know, maybe we have at point felt like really murderous feelings, like really wanting... Because everybody will have, we are predators and everybody does. When you suppress a feeling, it builds it. Like one thing that they've discovered with um, paedophiles is the best way to heal a paedophile is for the paedophile to be allowed to be honest about his paedophilic in- inclinations. The, when the paedophile acts is when it's in denial and when it's unspoken. And this is where we do nasty things. So you'll feel this underneath. So then when you're in conversation with someone that's jealous, you won't even notice it. But what your energy will wanting to do to them is suppress them. That energy underneath will keep wanting to suppress them or to jibe at them. And we don't even understand it. We'll just be, we won't even, it will just be happening automatically and robotically. But it's, everybody has it. It's not like any of us are freaks to have it. Like at all, when, when you're separate, you always have this hatred side when you're not separate, you're still going to have jealousy and anger, but it's not going to be repressed. So therefore, it just comes out and expresses itself in that moment, and it doesn't go into the timeline. So the so what we've been taught. I mean, because even as you tell me that, there's part of me that says, okay, I could tell you what I feel, or I could, you know, think of that person and say what I felt. But then there's also a, a, another voice in the head saying, no, you shouldn't. Um, because that's not nice, or it wasn't really that bad, or you shouldn't be that jealous, it doesn't warrant jealousy. So all of those thoughts come in, and then probably get stuck in my throat. Exactly. But you see, as a kid, when a kid feels jealous, it will just pick up a toy and smash it, you know, if it's jealous over a toy. And not saying that we need to go back to that action, because we've learned beyond that as humans, but there has to be an acknowledgement of that feeling. The lack of acknowledgement of our feelings is what creates it to get stuck. 
we're totally in denial of it because we've been taught you're not allowed to be jealous. You're not allowed to feel these things. And even now, if you went into a spiritual group, the spiritual group would kind of look down at you if you admitted that you felt jealous or if you felt hateful towards someone. But I would be, I would be cheering because this is what I mean when you've got to be honest. And it doesn't mean that that's true. And as you begin to do this, you'll begin to see with everyone else. Like, so even, you know, I get jealous. And when I get jealous, I tell people, you know, if I am jealous about something, I'll tell, I'll tell someone that I'm jealous about it. It makes me look like an idiot. But I would rather be the idiot and be the one that everyone thinks poor, pitiful person than be denying because I know what denial does. It's, um, but a lot of people can't handle it. And, you know, that's just the way it is. You just have to take their wrath if they can't handle it. Because just to suddenly be like, oh, I'm jealous of your beautiful house. People are like, what an evil person. <laughs> or, Even now, we do think that. Yeah. Even though that's there. Yeah. Right? But we don't even actually acknowledge it. We feel, so we go in someone's beautiful house and we feel uncomfortable. And the reason we actually feel uncomfortable is because we're not even acknowledging what our heart is saying. Actually, when you acknowledge the jealous feelings and there's no longer a pressing of them, it all kind of feels like love. But this is what I mean where you've got to be honest as to what this instrument is. Humans are animals that move towards pleasure and avoid pain. And there's nothing wrong with the spectrum of feelings. When we become out of balance is when we deny our spectrum of feelings and when we deny other people's spectrum of feelings. This is when the, the separation and then we try to live in this fake world of being someone that we're not. But this takes such courage to step out of it because everybody else is pretending they're nice. Nobody's uh -huh. nice or nobody's evil. What we, what actually I would define as evil, although ultimately I don't think anything is evil, but the nastiness comes when we're in denial. Because if you walk in someone's house and you feel jealous and you don't acknowledge it in yourself, you'll put them down passively, aggressively, without even a consciousness of it. You'll keep jibing and jabbing at them. You won't, and you won't even know it. But if you just acknowledge, oh, I feel jealous now, then that action won't happen. And if I and if you've experienced that too, right? Because I felt someone do that to me. Mm. So it's the same kind of thing. It's the same thing. But no, what happens when you're a separate person is you'll judge them as bad and you'll be in complete denial that you do it. Sometimes yes. you'll be able to open up to it. Sorry? And then I, then you get angry for doing that too. Because yeah. somewhere along the line you acknowledge it, yeah. but then you're mad you're mad yeah. at them. Yeah. Like I'll get pissed at myself for getting pissed. Yeah. And and basically what the, what this is, is just going back to whatever you are in the moment. And then all these passive aggressive games really begin to stop. You just are what you are in the moment, which is a human with all its frailties and all its beauties and all its divine. And we're constantly changing and not trying to be perfect. We're all trying to present a perfect person to each other. And we're not. None of us are. We. I get angry. I get jealous. I get um, greedy. You know, all of the things that everybody else gets but there's an absolute honesty with it in every moment that it arises so I'm not deluding myself by a story of who I am in time it's our story and that story becomes an energetic contraction which then makes it feel like somebody's having an experience in here and that somebody's looking through these eyes where there is nobody and when it's seen that you are that love which is beyond the person you're not actually the person then you could say in a way it's total forgiveness of that person you see, you know, all all things that are alive in our way of saying it on this planet, all of them are trying to grow. And so therefore there's going to be competition and there's going to be not nice things and what we define as nice things. You know, the tree is going to take the water from the soil and try to not let the other trees take it. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> but actually what happens, the more you're honest with yourself, the more compassionate you become because you really understand what it is to be these instruments. So the instrument becomes naturally more compassionate. You can really understand when somebody has a tantrum, it's like, yeah, that's annoying. Rather than how dare they, who do they think they are or are afraid of them. They're like, I can it doesn't mean that you take people's, you become really passive yourself. You are your instrument, which has reactions normally similar to your parents. Like it will have reaction towards things. So, so the fact that I didn't let it out, the fact that I was denying it, the fact that um, that's why I got stuck in my head. Yeah, that's the energy. And, and that's, that's why you can't keep the attention in the feeling. Because 
you, you're, you, keep, you keep trying to justify it to make those feelings okay for you. So your sense of self wants those feelings and what happened to fit in with who it thinks it is. Which is nice. Yeah, which, whichever identity it is that you... <laughs> which is nice. And... <laughs> yeah. So then to, to feel like, I mean, jealousy can come with some bizarre images. You want to just, you like, ah, I want to hit their place or destroy their toy like a kid, you know. And there's, n- there's nothing wrong, you know, Khaleesi is exactly the same. When you look at animals, you know, Khaleesi will very quickly steal or take something another dog's toy if she can you know she just does the same and she I've noticed that if another dog comes into the apartment or even sometimes a human I see she runs around and picks up all her her food or her toys or anything that she's got and I can see her like trying to swallow them really quickly (laughs) (laughs) and we come from the same DNA pool as a dog we're a mammal as well we are set up to move towards pleasure and avoid pain but we're like no we must be this godly like creature but this is really but this really is what what's been talked about here this really is an act of courage to do this because everybody else is going to be pretending they're nice so you know (laughs) so you've got to admit that you're not nice to people that are in the dream that they're nice yeah. Because if the reason that that's happened in the fake sense of self, because being the nice one is the most powerful. If you're nice, then no one can be mean to you. Everyone has to give to you. You know, you win if you're nice. You know, accepting that you're not nice and admitting your imperfections is a huge thing. But it's so beautiful and it's so worth it because each time you do it, you become more and more closer to the source. What removes you from the source is trying to be something that you're not. It's like God set up the most tricky game. It's like um, <laughs> like he gave us this self-awareness and then through this self-awareness we're trying to be something other than what we are and by doing that we come further and further away from God. Yeah. So, the, yeah, because the nice gives you special. The nice gives you being seen. The nice, the other one, yeah. And the thing and that it gives the, you the most, what it gives you the most is it gives you power over people. If yeah. you're nice, you can control them better. Yeah. I know that sounds that's really deep. No, no, actually, that's just being human. Look at all yeah. other animals. Like, yeah. it's it's just being human. But actually, actually, when you become more and more yourself, you'll play less and less of these games. Not because you're becoming nicer, but because pleasure is just pleasure. and And actually, your natural instinct is more in line and balanced when you are in the mind and when you're in this it's you know pleasure is very important pleasure is god so therefore we do harsh things but mostly being nice is about controlling others if i can be nice to you then therefore you have to give to me endlessly but it's hard work maintaining the nice person it is because you can feel that it's you're not really that way, yeah. and then you know fine, right? Yeah. I mean, there is a knowing of the light. Yeah, and the nicest thing you can do for everyone, and the most um, political activist thing I couldn't think that anyone could ever do, which is going to sound crazy, even though I'm a vegetarian and I'm really into animal rights, I actually think that the most compassionate thing that anyone can do is be themselves. And that's most probably, for most humans, the most scariest thing. Because actually when you're yourself, you kind of disappear. You just are acting. You just are. It's just coming out. And the pleasures and the wants are just coming out. And there's nobody that's removed from it trying to be something else than what they are. So therefore, there's no separation left. I think, too, um, there's a fear. I mean, because it has come out before. I mean, situations will make it come out. And then, you know, and then it's like, ah. Yeah. But I think also there's a fear that um, it will be, and you've talked about this before, that, you know, we're, we're generally nice anyway, but I think there's a fear that the meanness will come up yeah. or it's going to be but really awful. The meanness, will... yeah, and the meanness is there when you're separate. And the meanness is because it builds up over time, like... You know, being fake and always trying to be nice, not it's not just you, but everybody, it really puts a toll because actually what you're saying to yourself is I'm not good enough to be myself. 
I have to be something better than what I am. And so actually it does build up a lot of self-hatred and hatred towards the outside for making you do it. You're not even conscious of it. So there is this like nastiness that wants to come out. But this is why doing this sort of thing of speaking it out to yourself in the bathroom is really great because it stops it then, because it's not the other person's fault, it stops it then going on the other person. Um, and and the, so actually, even though you are afraid of it and hearing what it has to say, doing it by yourself in this controlled circumstance is actually good because it's less likely it's going to come out on someone around you. But even if it does, you know, we're all human. <laughs> even if it does, I'm sure they've all done it too. It's just the thing is, is what you've got to take when you do it, when you emotionally throw up on someone, is that um, is that then they have some power over you because they don't ultimately, but because they've seen you at your ugliest, they can they are like ah, and they're not even admitting it to themselves. So then they're like, look how wonderful I am. <laughs> You owe me now for doing that. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. I think that's true because I felt that before too when yeah. someone has done that to me. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's just, yeah. that, and it's just that we aren't bad as humans. We're just very intelligent animals. And if you look to animals, animals are all playing these games. And we, and basically, what waking up is, is that that instrument becomes very simple again. Its games are just coming out innocently rather than this removed person that's trying to live in an idea of itself. And the idea of itself is a god-like person that's always nice. No wonder we're all suffering. Like, the humans suffer. That's terrible <laughs> to try to live up to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then eventually it implodes. Yeah, and you get, you get like, your jaw aching, like, physical, like, this is yeah. really physically hurts, that your jaw aches, your yeah. neck aches, you, your mind yeah. is, the thoughts are going crazy, because basically yeah. what's happening is the computer can't put, cope with the input. It can't cope with what you're feeling and what it wants to tell about itself. So therefore, uh, you just have to be honest. Go to the bathroom and really say what you would like to say to the person that you're jealous and really let it out. And also you can take humor of it and be like, humans. like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I yeah. don't ever judge Khaleesi. And Khaleesi, you know, I've seen her do things that if a human did that to other humans, would be like, ah. Oh. Like, you know, I've seen Khaleesi be a real arsehole, but I would never judge her. I'm just like, well, that's the impulse there at that moment. But we, because we believe we've got free will, we believe that we have to be a godlike creature, which isn't true. And it's impossible. You can control it. Yeah. You can't really? control it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It just causes a... <laughs> <laughs> totally. This is like... Yeah. My head was hurting. My head was hurting. But like, this is oh. such an amazing seeing. Because this is why people have to take... Like, I've heard that um, one of the biggest medicines that they take in Australia... This is when I lived in Australia. I was listening to a radio pro- program. They said that the biggest... The, over the pill, the birth control pill, the the first number one drug that was sold was antidepressants for backache. So they didn't even give you antidepressants for being depressed. They gave you it for backache. And basically, the way I see it is when you're contracted and you're trying to be someone other than you are, you're constantly tensing yourself. So that experience that you had, it's it's like showing you like the tension. And that actually, that tension that you hold in your body makes it feel like there's a solid experience are in here but that energy is what makes it feel like something's here when actually there is this boundlessness looking out yeah i totally felt very much like a person very much like and i think my spaces between these events are big enough that i it it, then it even feels more exaggerated yeah um but yeah oh it felt absolutely horrible i mean yeah so i totally get that yeah, and they, and also when you change when you change your circumstances and when you change your life, um, these things will come up more because um, our patterns are to avoid these things. So when we change what we're doing or the way we're living, then they tend to come up more because we've not got our security net of moving on. So we'll develop things. So. So say a typical one is when we come out of a relationship, like a romantic relationship, often people go very quickly into another one and that helps us actually get over the other one. And and that one that you had helped us get over the other and it goes all the way back to the mum and dad. 
and to the blame on the mum and dad for taking away wholeness because you you blame your parents in some bizarre way for and um and we do this with all types of things so we do it with maybe like dieting or the way we look like we just go on from one obsession to another obsession and we're always fixated in our obsessions and so therefore when we change it and our obsessions aren't allowed to play out then these uncomfortable things come up in the body more because you're not being able to feed that obsession and normally we're just constantly moving on from one to the other one to the other and change is when they come up more stronger and they and so getting into non-duality or listening to this subject it begins to change you and through changing your patterns and ways of being you begin to experience things like this where you realize how intense the suffering is in the past like 10 years ago before you're into this subject you could have just bitched to your friend about what a bitch this person was or whatever it was you would have done something to feed that or to pacify it um pacify it totally totally so and you recommend verbalizing it as opposed to writing it uh you can write it as well but um yeah you could write it as well but uh, the most important thing is to do it as honest as you can so so wait until that energy is really strong in you and rather than trying to understand it or be nice or be spiritual or get to the bottom of it be as fake as you can eventually when you get to and this might go on for days that you have to do this because this is years and years that you've been playing this game at and then eventually you'll get to a point where you can begin to blame god or blame your mum or your dad so eventually you'll be able to switch your friend or whoever it is that you're jealous of you'll be able to switch it to god or to an earlier memory of your first relationship or your mum your dad and and then if that doesn't feel right switch back to being angry with your friend again but see if you can switch and be like i hate you god for making me separate i hate you mum for so you like or those jealousies so see if you can remember another jealousy that you've had when you were younger um but only do it when it feels right just stay angry and don't do it all day just do it for when it gets really intense really okay. intense and and um and and just keep staying angry with her until or him until you can move to something deeper don't try and push the stages you you've got to remember okay. this is a huge force not only your lifetime but you've got the whole of humanity that have been <laughs> like not the whole of humanity but thousands and thousands of years of humans being separate so just give it the time and ultimately yeah. it's no time but just be honest to it don't get into that thought pattern oh, I've done this so many times or how much more do I have to do this? Just keep being honest to what you are in that moment and forget about or jump time. the way deeper too. Yeah, and jump deeper. Way deep. Yeah. Even as you're talking there, I can go, I mean, I can feel it right in the pit of my stomach. I can feel the lack. I can feel yeah. the whole. So, but that's jumping. Yeah, that's it's jumping. And if you keep going back to your mind and circling on the story, then you've just got to go back to the fickle story. Okay. Like okay. you can jump down to the base of it, but that won't break it. You just have to go oh, okay. back to the fickle. If you keep going back to the story, it's because there's still interest in that story. Okay. Okay. So then, it, 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 and I guess there is the scene that the story is fickle, but that's okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, it's a stupid story. I mean, I can already tell it was a stupid story. Yeah. But you just, oh. and you just have to, you don't even tell it like a story. Speak it out as if you're speaking to them. Okay. Like, be really, okay. like... To okay. say everything, if you could take all the caps off and the anger. Okay. All right, I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because it kind of got out of you having to do it on YouTube because it's like people watching back. Yeah. But, but we got to explore it. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for calling. That was lovely speaking with you. Thank you. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, um, it's funny because I the last question I asked you on on here, I uh, was about anger. Yeah, and it's like the exact same questions <laughs> that you're talking about today. And um, yeah, because I'm not just I guess what it's like. I've heard these other people as well sometimes, like Osho, and and people talk about how it's like, why are you gonna tell them about your problem? It's your problem. And like, 
it's so hard for me to figure out where the line is between you being in a way responsible for your emotions because in in some way it's like what you're feeling when you blame other people you're like projecting you can project onto them yeah and and it's like this need for other people to be fixed like robs you of your like power in your life and your peace because whenever I've like you know fully like like let these emotions surge through and gotten to like the source I've always had this same thing where it's like I can't believe it I've been doing this the whole time it was it's been me like it's been me doing it it's like it's like this it's it's like this this really sad feeling that's like I've been doing it my whole life I thought it was everybody else but then it's like there's this beauty that comes with it because it's like at least if it's my fault for doing it, it fault is such a crappy word, but then at least I can change it. Or if it was somebody else doing it to me, I would have never been able to make come back, you know? But then there's like this line where it's like, well, where, where is it when I'm feeling anger in a situation? Where is the line where I go talk to my myself in a room by myself and get it out and where I actually get angry? with another person there, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just like, for a while I was being like really like not nice, like you were saying, um, I actually wasn't able to come to your retreat because I live in Canada and it's just like really far, but I went to, I ended up going to a Jeff Foster retreat, which was here, so I did go on some kind of retreat, <laughs> and uh, sorry, I know I'm gibbering a lot, I'll just blur it all out and then you can say what you really want to but um, he had this poem about not being nice, and for you know a week there, I was just not being nice, and I was just I was just neutral. And a lot of people around me, I was on vacation, were not very uncomfortable with me because I wasn't smiling like they were. And and but but they're like it's like but I don't feel like smiling, like I just feel okay. So anyways, I don't. Yeah, and, and now I think I'm going back into that fear of feeling those emotions where it's like, oh, it's it's anger, so I have to be responsible for it. And, like, I, it's my anger. Like, it's not really about anybody else. So I have to go into that and sit with that and just let it be because if I start bringing it on another person, then it's like I'm blaming it on them. So it's just like that line, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, I don't think, is something that I could describe to you or it can sort itself out. It just has to be a, a commitment to constantly exploring what's happening. And there's nothing wrong with expressing anger towards other humans. Sometimes that's really needed. Like sometimes, you know, humans can be really harsh animals, especially when they're identified. Um, they're an animal at the end of the day and sometimes with Khaleesi she she responds better when I'm very firm with her and so sometimes you really need to be firm with people um, and sometimes yeah. we use non-duality as an excuse to be passive because if we can blame ourselves and take responsibility ourselves, then it's true we feel like we can change it or we feel like we can maintain a relationship when somebody's not acting appropriately um, so basically what um, happened with me um, is basically going back to what you feel in every given moment and not giving it too much intellect, but not the fear, not the topper layers, but the initial responses that you have and really trusting those initial responses. And that's not going to make you look like a heavenly person or please everybody, but the very initial responses that come out of no place not the ones that go through your filter and your story, but your initial. So if you're in front of someone and someone says something and you feel like saying no and walking off, that's very important. When it goes through the story, then that's when you're trying to control people and manipulate people or you're trying to take all the responsibility so you can stay in an unhealthy relationship, which we also use non-duality to do so we can keep friendships or we can t keep certain dynamics going. We take so much responsibility. Sorry, I just lost my... Um, so it's the really, so right now when I'm speaking, like there has to be, I read this or some friend read to me once, like, it, and it's quite sweet and I understand what it meant. It's like being enlightened requires total arrogance and it doesn't really mean what it says, but what it means is it's like 
total confidence in the initial feeling. Like yeah. the very initial feeling. Now, I'm not talking about like you're laying there in your room for two hours thinking about how much you hate someone, then you get up and shout at them. I'm talking about in every moment, the feeling and totally being in touch with that. So whatever you're feeling now, and it's like the response isn't an intellectual thing. Sometimes we need the intellect to interpret how to pick up something or get it through a door, but the initial feeling, and that doesn't often make sense, and we don't understand it, and we can't explain it to people. Yeah. And a commitment to always being honest, and honest means going back to the source of the feelings, not excusing someone else's behaviour or seeing their behaviour as you, even though that's important. Keep going back to what's actually happening now. Right. And that's that's many different things as a separate person that you can seem to to do. It's like going back and becoming aware of what your feelings are, becoming aware of the programming of your instrument, noticing its programming. But not this isn't like a intellectual thing. It's really a feeling thing. And it feels like it comes from no place. It doesn't feel like it comes from a place of you. Like musicians often say, like Mozart, I think, is very famous saying, it didn't come from me, it came from God. And you're going to screw up and you're going to act as a separate person. You're going to use this teaching to manipulate and to seduce and to do all these things. But that's okay. That's part of waking up. You're going to get it wrong. But it's always this commitment coming back to what's actually present now. And what's actually happening now. And right here, right now, is God. Everything's appearing from that mystery, from that boundless space. And in this, there's total forgiveness. The human is human. And I know that doesn't give you a very strong answer, but it's kind of saying just keep exploring. Yeah. And sometimes I think a lot of this over-preparation is just because I have such strong shame that comes up yeah. that I, you know, I never want to be the wrong person. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, yeah, I don't want to be, the, I don't know, the evil one or the wrong one or the, yeah. it was like, it was all my fault. Like, it was my fault all along. Like, this, like, this dread, like, yeah. now I have to apologize and... But that's not true. It's <laughs> never all your fault because you are a creation of the wholeness and you're an effect of everything that's ever happened. But... Also, what we spend a lot of our time when we have a strong sense of shame underneath is we're spending a lot of our time um, telling ourselves that we're good and that it's other people's fault or that it's not us. And we, it's not like that. You're guilty and not guilty. And there's nothing wrong with either. It's like, you know, in order for that body to survive, you have to eat other instruments, like whether it be an animal, whether it be vegetables or whatever it be like it's like this really is total forgiveness and seeing the human for what it is which is an animal that's moving towards pleasure and avoiding pain when you're identified then you're trying to be god all the time you're trying to be nice all the time and it's just this constant acceptance of what's coming okay today this is what i am not keep trying to put it into timelines and making up a timeline of yourself just what you are in this moment and, you know, not expecting to not have arguments with humans. It's going to be arguments with humans. And they're going to have a different version to you always. And more often than not, they're going to see themselves as innocent. Because ultimately, everyone else, everyone is innocent. But nobody wants to admit to themselves that they've done something wrong. Because that feels really uncomfortable. But really, nobody's done anything wrong. But sometimes people do shitty things to each other out of separation. And actually acknowledging that shitty behavior is a really beautiful thing and somebody can acknowledge it most of the time they'll go the whole life without acknowledging it ever and in a way it always takes two to tango yeah it's funny it's something <laughs> I've said many times in my life in arguments yeah mm. and everyone's always no no it wasn't me no no it wasn't me but then yeah. at the same time you know, if you're with if you're with someone that can't go deeper and can't see and look at their dynamics, that's going to be very challenging. If you are going deeper into your dynamics and they're not, then, I mean, you're in a loo you're sinking ship. You've, in a way, you've got to get over the 
the the in a sinking ship. You can't have one that's what's. It's very difficult to have one that keeps opening the heart and willing to see that it's not good nor bad. That sometimes acts what we call bad and sometimes acts good. But you can't one person be doing that in a relationship because otherwise that one person that's doing it is always going to be the guilty one. Yeah. Because the other person will always stay in the moral hierarchy. Yeah, and, and I could say that with my personal relationship with my partner, but actually where that would come even the most certain relationships, I think, and even be with my like my, my own mother. Because my, 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 my mother is somebody who really wants everybody to be happy all the time. She's actually, I think she's probably, I don't want to mean, well, maybe I'm being a little mean to say it, but, you know, she's very, very fake. And it's hard being around people who are that fake because there are, there's always something wrong with the way you are. That was like my vacation. It was just the most awful vacation. It just kept coming in and saying, sweetie, you know, you're, you're so sad. Smile, you know. And I, and I just felt so hurt because it was just like, you're just telling me that how I am isn't okay. And I'm, I, you know, it's like, it's kind of shatter a dream of shattering a dream of what your parents are supposed to be. Cause I, you know, I guess yeah. they're just too, right? They're so. just, they're human too. But once we yeah. separated, we, and because in the first couple of years of our life, they're designed to give us unconditional love, like put our needs above them. But ultimately they're human too, which is self-interested. And so if your mother has the story that that niceness is important, then that's the game she's going to play over the interest of anyone. And she doesn't mean to be mean, but but that's, you know, that's all that's important to her. And, and that's the way she'll see life, is that everything is about being nice and happy. And if you're not doing that, then in a way you're violating her. You're doing something against her. She's not even conscious of these dynamics, though, or won't be conscious. And so that's why I say sometimes, you know, if the other person isn't being honest, they're very difficult relationships to maintain. Yeah. It's funny, too, that you said that because, well, it's very difficult for me to even admit this, but, like, sometimes I think with this whole thing comes, like, down, like, what you're saying comes down to, like, not making excuses about the things that come up. Yeah. Because when you do let them come up and you don't try to justify or or get into the head it's like they will like blow up your life in a way i think yeah because sudden you just start following your heart yeah and it's like well what if my heart wants me to leave this relationship yeah and my heart wants me to like just do completely different things that are that have been scary to me my whole life, and which is why I've been avoiding, yeah. you know, being in that heart because it, it's wrong to be there and it's wrong to, you know, to to do what you want. Yeah. It better everyone else wants it be good, you know. Yeah. Well, human relationships are based on reciprocity, is in you give and they give, but you really should be giving from what you want. If you give from a place of doing it to maintain that reciprocity or because you're afraid they'll get upset you're just going to battle with them you're going to end up resenting them and naturally your body will give it's in us just like like Khaleesi I just with Khaleesi I always look back to the simplicity of programming with dog there's things that she wants to do and give for me and I try and encourage that and there's things that she doesn't want to do and um, and I see that and I try my best to avoid them so I try to encourage what she wants to do rather than blackmailing her, even though sometimes I have to blackmail her into doing things like um, ending the walk when she's like, no, I want to carry on walking, whatever it is. Because there is things in that body that you'll want to do for others and it will naturally come up. But when you get into a relationship, they have things they want you to do, so then they try to emotionally blackmail you into doing it by saying, look what I've done for you. And look, look, how can you be so selfish? And also notice in them the things they naturally want to do and encourage that rather than encouraging what you blackmailed them into doing. Like, because there are things, there's things that you enjoy doing. Like um, I've learned over the last um, six months that I quite enjoy putting up IKEA furniture. <laughs> and this They're is like something... big for adults. 
it's really fun. I, I was like, at first, when I started buying new furniture because I moved into a new place, I was like, how am I going to do this? And I paid a friend to put one up. And then the friend wasn't here or they couldn't do it, so I had to do it. And I was like, this is great. You line everything up. So this is like, there's natural things that, but then when it comes to being reliable in the sense of always being on time or always doing things when people say now, wash up now, then more than likely I won't do that. But there's other things in which this body is good at doing. But what we're always looking for is we see pleasure as our happiness. So if the person washes up now, then I'll feel complete. If they don't, then they're the demon. And we dislike them for that. And we think, think of all the things you've, I've done for you. And this is where we get it all confused. Like this is where relationships really begin to break down. But it's very difficult. If the other person isn't playing that, then they're going to be in this game of I'm better, I'm good, I've done this for you, or you're whatever. But it's beautiful, just even the discussion of it and the talking and listening to these talks is going to be changing the way these instruments work and function and undoing all those old ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's almost like, it just almost feels like there's this small child inside who's always felt that like um, that he's bad and wrong for being the way he is. And it's mm -hmm. like for the first time it's like being being me being the one to sit with that like myself and being like I'll be the one to like to 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 make you at home to 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 tell you you are okay as you are. Yeah. It's like it just hasn't been able to be to be anyone else. And like mm -hmm. the dream is is that you know like my parents were going to do that for me, or my partners or society was going to do it for me. And it's like I have to. It has to be me. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. And the more that you become yourself, it's really beautiful because then the more that you're allow all your friends and family to be themselves like it's like and it's not a conscious thing you can't say to them you can be yourself but they'll feel it so then they'll begin to relax more with you into being themselves they'll still go for their games but there will be that side that they'll begin to open up more yeah i look forward to the day because sometimes right now i just feel like some crazy nut job <laughs> in the presence of all these like people <laughs> like I was at the mall yesterday and this baby like sometimes I'll see it's weird I'll see like children like and like babies crying and screaming and people be like oh and even me like for most of my life they're like oh if you shut up like but but it's like this kid is just like has no like shame just screaming in the middle of all these people just doesn't give a shit or like on the plane just screaming yeah and it's like, if I were to do that, I would be fucking committed into a mental hospital <laughs> because I'm an adult. Meanwhile, I feel probably just the same shit that, like, the kid is feeling. So it's like, <laughs> what, be the crazy you, person, but be, like, the, be, be real again, yeah. you know? So. But what you can do in those circumstances is, like, scream internally. Like, obviously you can't do it because the external is going to lock you up if you do that. But internally, yeah. be honest with yourself. Like you yeah. can do that. You can you can be like ah, I hate this, this is inter without opening your mouth. Like um, sorry, go on. Not that I'm against the consequences of society. Like you know, sometimes you do have to really stand up to society. But you know, that's most probably being in it. It's just most probably better to do it to yourself in that circumstance. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even just feeling like a, like a, yeah, like a snarl, you know, that's yeah. like something that I just like, just comes. It's just like. I there. growl at people, and for some reason, it get I get away with it. Like I'll go, <sighs> like if someone's yeah, annoying yeah. me, and even with people I don't really know, and I know that I look weird, but I'm like, it seems yeah. to get away with it. And people are like, oh, she's just being cute, and they kind of push. But I mean it. I'm like, you're pissing me off. Like a, yeah. it's like a serious but it just kind of releases the energy rather than any fakeness yeah. around it yeah because then it's not there for like three weeks and like boils up I sorry I know this calls along so I should probably go because you have other people to talk to but like I 
you know, I, I had this customer, well, this potential customer for this, you know, he was just being a dick. And usually I would just be like, no, I have to be a nice, like, you know, like business person. And then you, that's, you, you don't do that. I was like, screw it. This guy's being a dick. And I was like, I basically told him, you're being a huge dick. Like, not in those exact words. And it felt so great. Because it's like, oh, well, he was being a dick. And like, you know, I probably would be hating on him still. And probably for the next three weeks, I'd be thinking about him. And it would just be getting worse. Why didn't I say that? Why didn't I, you know? And it's like, just over. And sometimes when you say these things and you're really honest with people, it can just break the dynamic. And the dynamic has the potential to shift and to change. But sometimes it can, yeah, it can be all sorts of different ways. Well, thanks, John Carlo, for so it's John Carlo. Yeah. So thanks, John Carlo, for your honesty and your call. Thank you. Nice to speak with you again. You too. Thanks. Basically. So to awaken, there has to be an active investigation while listening, living. And why do I get nervous when asking questions? Well, actually, you know, that's what seems to happen in the body-mind mechanism. But ultimately, that person that's asking the questions is already appearing in the presence that's free. Which I know sounds like a total contradiction, but I have to keep saying that as well. So it's... Even though it seems to be that person asking questions and there seems to be an investigation going on, ultimately that presence is everywhere because it has to be. It's just that the person takes the whole screen. It believes that it's the experiencer and it's the centre. And you get nervous when you ask a question because you want me to see you in a particular way or you want to be seen in a particular way and you're nervous about it. Just like if you were going to do a chess competition or... Um, a tennis competition, you're nervous about um, being successful. Okay, so thanks guys. Um, I shall see you on Sunday.